Hey, this is Matt Franco. And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic. This is episode 103. Yes. We are moving right along. We've uh, we've come a long way in the past 100 episodes. I'd say, yeah. I signed a bunch of postcards yesterday. Oh, good. Yeah. They're on their way to you. Thank you to everyone's patience for those who might be waiting for a postcard. But they are, well, they're on their way, but they're on their way to Eric. Right. You know? And, and then, then later on, they'll be on their way to you. Yeah. We're learning how to do this whole Patreon thing and send out rewards and, uh, you know, we're learning as we go. We're always learning. That that's that's part of what life is about, right? Yeah, yeah. What have you been up to, Matt? I've got family here this week. Well, my dad's here, I should say. Yeah, yeah. You were celebrating um, Father's Day and uh, had some fam in town. And what'd you do? Yeah, what'd you yeah. Do? Had a little barbecue type thing. Oh, that's cool. I like that. You know, just uh, yeah, keeping it casual and um, having a good time. So it's been good. Dad's been coming to the shows. And everything's flowing right along. What's up with you? Oh, you know, a little this, a little that. <laughs> I've been all over the place, it seems. Uh, mm-hmm. A little speakeasy magic, uh, popping in there, seeing some shows. Uh, and I'm doing. Do you these- feel busy? You feel like you feel like you've been overwhelmed, or I feel like uh, it's busier than most of my summers have ever been. You know, yeah, like because yeah. usually my summers kind of dip a little bit because a lot of my gigs are college gigs. But uh, mm-hmm. having these orientations fills that out, and I'm doing a lot of corporate stuff. And uh, obviously, the speakeasy, like I fill in when I'm in town, and uh, I mean that just keeps me busy. So you know, I'm yeah. like always performing. So that's nice. My, my my dad is just about the easiest house guest you could have. But uh, whenever you have people visiting, somehow it always seems to you seem to put out more energy somehow. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know hosting. why that is. You're hosting. You want to make sure your guest is you know, taken care of. So it's more energy yeah. than you're used to when you just don't have to worry about anyone else, right? Right, yeah. right. So that so. can be stressful in a way. It sure can. It yeah. sure can. So so what's new? What are we, what are we getting into today? Um, yeah, well, I, I was doing these orientation gigs and I got a f- few more left. Um, it, it's very interesting and I'm curious how you um, approach this, but like, like these orientation gigs are students coming from high school into college, right? So they're mm-hmm. basically still seniors in high school. So I've yes. been finding like the shows have been going well, but it feels like a rough start whenever I start my shows <laughs> for this for this crowd. Like not not in a bad way. It's just they're not. No, but I'm used curious to- why you feel like it's at the start always. Like it's just because it takes a while to get it rolling, or they're uncomfortable because they all don't know each other. What, what do you yeah, think that that's, is? Yeah, that's what I was. I was. Yeah, I was just gonna get into that. Like I think that what's happening is one. Again, this is like the first orientation sessions back since the pandemic. So like people aren't used to being in crowds still, maybe in that environment. They're also in a weird environment when they don't know people. They're meeting your orientation. Friend, it's it's always funny when I did was in college and I you know I had that experience of like you have your orientation friends and then when you're actually in college like you never see those people again right totally false <laughs> for you my roommate at orientation coincidentally became my roommate 
freshman year. Oh, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> is that unbelievable? That is, yeah. What are the odds of that? That's pretty crazy. And then you stay yeah. friends with them or after? Yeah, you know them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, in a lot of cases, like it was like, oh, orientation was just like, we're all just latching on to whoever we happen to have. And then, uh, then when school started for the actual year, you found your, you know, your group and your clique or whatever. It's uh, so crazy. <laughs> I actually know a bunch of people from my orientation that ended up becoming really good friends. Isn't oh, that weird? so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's hope for these orientation kids. I'm performing for that. No, <laughs> no there is. But um, so I, I was an orientation leader for mm. every year I was in college. Right. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. For, I was part of the program four years in a row. You were an OL. OL. That's there true. And it, it was a really difficult job to land. Uh, mm-hmm. Magic helped me land it because I did magic in the interview and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hundreds of people apply. And I know that because I later became one of the people hiring wow, the orientation yeah. leaders. Right. And, you know, hundreds of people apply for a mere 20 positions. Um, and a huge part of what that program is about, <laughs> listen to me living in the past, bragging about <laughs> being hired for a job in 2006. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, You're so um, no, but it, it, yeah, it really was it w- really was like I think I learned no offense to the courses, but like you learn a lot sometimes mm-hmm. just from the extracurriculars more than you do in, in the classroom sometime sometimes. And this is an example of that. Um, I love that you're so concerned about offending the courses. <laughs> no offense <laughs> to the courses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did. I, I'm just saying, I did learn a lot. Probably more from the orientation program, maybe than some of the courses. That's there all. That's go. all. Not okay. all, but some. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, a lot of it, it was making the students feel comfortable immediately upon arrival. That was like a huge part of it. And now, mm-hmm. I'm not speaking just in the program, but I also performed at the orientation sessions. Um, that's what you and, really wanted to be an OL for. You got an extra gig out of it. <laughs> I, I didn't know that I was going to get an extra gig out of it. That just sort of, you know, yeah. happened circumstantially throughout. Um, and, I, and in fact, I passed off that gig to, to Jim Spinato. I think he's still performing it. Oh, there you go. To this nice. day. Awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, the point is, yeah, you're right. They're, they're more accustomed to being in high school than they are college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... They're all, it's first day of school. They are, are nervous and anxious. There's like all these sort of anxieties that go with it and wanting to like not embarrass themselves in front of yeah. their potentially new friends or wanting to impress people and not knowing anybody. They could have come from a different state. It could have, or country. It could be their um, first time in a situation like this. They have to make their schedule. They haven't decided their major. The list goes on and on and on. So it is an interesting energy in the room right. um, based start. on all of that. Like that's kind of maybe unique to any other audience. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely. So so what I've been finding is like I open my show and I open it with jokes that I know work. Like I've tried to right. like I've done this <laughs> a lot by now and I know when it works. But you get this kind of like hesitation for them to even laugh. And I have to like say like. Hey, you're in college now. It's okay to laugh. <laughs> like I'm like trying to urge them mm-hmm. like to be more comfortable because you can tell there's that uncomfortable energy. And it's also kind of playing into this like 
uh, people, you know, some some of the, you know, especially the guys are like, oh, I'm too cool for this. You know, they got that attitude and you're just starting to see that. So you have to break down those barriers as a performer. And I just I just call attention to it. And I just point out some of like the like sometimes there's side chatter at the start of the show or anything like that. But by the time I'm like, you know, one or two pieces into my show, then everyone kind of settles is like, oh, this is what this is. It's okay to like be more comfortable and relax and enjoy the show. But that's why those pieces are there in the first place, right? Is to to get people accustomed to my character and what the show is. And then mm-hmm. by the end of the shows, they're loving it, like like standing up and hooting and hollering. So, uh, well, that's the fun yeah. thing about orientation shows too. Is mm-hmm. is it's a it's a it's a required event typically. Yeah. So you'll have these, you know. Many times massive audiences, depending on the school. Um, in my case, there's programming opposite my show. So I am competing gotcha. with Spider-Man no way, uh, no way Home, the latest Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. It's the, Yeah, there's a lot. It's good. It's a good movie. But, uh, but I'm hoping, it, I mean, it was such a big movie that everyone saw it when it came out who wanted to see it, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I am getting good crowds in my show as well. So. Awesome. Yeah. So I got a couple more of those. Um, I'll tell you what, the, the, uh, the hardest part about this gig is um, driving <laughs> these days and like just the timing of it and me leaving New York is like, it should take me like two and a half hours to get to. It's been taking me four hours and I've been leaving wow. early and just the traffic is so bad leaving New York City. So it's yeah. good because I get to catch up on my podcast that I listen to. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. Finally. And all this other music and stuff like that. So I'm enjoying those. I, I, I will I will say I, I've always loved orientation audiences because I, I think there's a certain energy in the room because mm-hmm. people are sort of letting loose there. You know, they get dropped yeah. off by their parents and now they feel like, wow, this is my first day in the real world, which yeah. I would argue college is kind of nothing like the real world. <laughs> but but it feels like that when you're there a little bit. Right. It's the first uh, even step. though it is sort yeah. of a fantasy place, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, um, and they have them busy all day long too, going to sessions. Oh yeah, it's an agenda. Like that. Yeah. But I like that energy versus say like a family weekend. Personally, uh, just generally. Really? Why? Is oh that? yeah. Why is oh that? yeah, big time. Hmm. Why is that? Um, family weekend. It, it just there's a lot more weird energy in the room for me because it's the students and the parents and sometimes like younger siblings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just such a wide gamut and no one really knows how to behave in front of each other. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird vibe for, for, you know, um, for me compared to say like orientation where people are like, it's usually the shows at like the end of the day, everyone's ready to let loose and have a, have a good time. They, you know, they got their nervous jitters out and they're kind of ready to have some fun. So that that for me, just speaking generally, I always mm. I always loved those types of shows. But um, yeah, I, I, I tend to like uh, family weekends a lot because, man, families love me, man. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. I think it's, it's funny to see, like, sometimes the parents getting more into the show than the adult than the students. So, um, right. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And when, back when I was doing colleges, my, my, um, persona was a little bit geared more specifically to the students. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't as family oriented as I am now even. And right. it, it was still pretty fair family friendly, but like it was definitely a lot of the references I was making 
were understood only by the college students. And I, I found that out really quickly when I found out which lines do and don't work when I got in front of family audiences and, you know, on the road and in Vegas and things like that. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is like a, you know, we were talking about this a few weeks ago. Like I said, no cap. And you're like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, I used a lot of that back in the day, if you remember. Well, I also don't know if we ever talked about on the podcast uh, your banner, your promotional banner. Um, we might not have. I don't know if we've <laughs> talked about that here, but we could certainly do a revisit. It's a it's a nice little marketing lesson, or I I think we should get uh, a deuce. You must still have the the image of it that we can maybe post somewhere. Maybe on I'm Patreon sure. Or... Yeah, because I have photos of you and I both in the booth doing our thing. Yeah. So it's you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to describe it, or do you want me to describe it? Uh, I'm open to either, but I, yeah, I'm hunched over a toilet with cards everywhere and crushed solo cups surrounding me and all of that. It looks like I, and then the tagline said, I think it said a long night of magic, a long night right. of dot, dot, dot magic. So don't forget was, cards everywhere, cards in the toilet, right. cards on the floor, as if you, right. you vomited up cards. <laughs> right, right. Taking cards from the mouth to a whole new level. So essentially, yes geared specifically to the college crowd (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and then i i think it's important to know i wouldn't have published that in the i think we may have talked about this i wouldn't have Mm. used that in say like one of the magazines right it was only used in one case which was when i was present standing there at the booth able to you know right pitch myself as to who i am so that I wasn't judged just from that one photo. Right. So it was kind of a shocking image to draw people in, but then they got exactly. to meet you and you could offset and be like, no, the show isn't just about partying. And right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and encouraging that type of behavior. <laughs> exactly. But uh, oddly enough, I mean, people would walk by, see that, and still be like, oh, this is perfect for family weekend. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you know, which is funny because, yeah, yeah. I, I did have to I, – I learned really quickly the things I had to, like, change in the show that, like, were in my normal college act that, that played well that – I would have to alter for the family weekend shows because it wasn't the same vibe. Or, or um, a lot of schools have what's called a, a little sibs weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's siblings, what it's called, right? Siblings weekend or little siblings sibs. weekend yeah. or little sibs. They had you know different names for it. Um, I suppose and a big lot of sibs t- could show up too. So what's not, that? It's not always little sibs. I suppose big sibs can show up. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. When it was siblings weekend, I thought, okay, they have a sibling in high school or maybe an older yeah. sibling. But like from my experience, when I played sibling weekend, yeah, a lot of these college students had siblings that were like right. really young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like really young. And like all of a sudden, I don't know if they were bringing little cousins. I don't yeah. know what it was, but it felt like, you know, it was more akin to like a library yeah. show. Right. You know, it was crazy. I didn't expect that, but that's what I learned quickly. And it's like all of a sudden I was taking out my emergency mouth coils, you know. <laughs> do you have emergency tricks? No. <laughs> I what? Just Seriously? My, I just do my act. Really? Yeah. You have no emergency material. Uh, I don't know why it would be emergency. I just my act is designed more for an audience of any age. And uh, I, I mean, I don't necessarily. I, I don't mean to- for age, though. I mean, something's not going to work because of X, Y, Z in the middle of the show. You don't have something to be like, oh, I, here, here's 10 minutes. No, I'll just stretch what I have. 
Oh boy. <laughs> what not to do. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it's also because I think my show's kind of uh over over jammed at the moment too in terms of pieces. So I'm going like five, ten over sometimes. So you could just cut something. Yeah, I could just cut something. <laughs> mm. no, I've, no I will say will I've had emergency things on stage left in the stage left wing for seven years and never once have I touched them. Oh, there you go. Isn't that weird? Well, that's probably why I don't have an emergency thing, because I know I won't get to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I guess I haven't. But they're there just in case. Um, but normally I haven't had to resort to that. What's uh, What's an example of a piece that's an emergency piece for you? Paper balls over the head. Sure. Okay. So then you just can jump into that. And how does that affect, like, if you had to do that with, like, the lighting cues and all the other stuff? I mean, honestly, I think the only situation where I would be resorting to something like that would be if we had an entire media server crash Mm. and we didn't have lights or anything. I think that's but hence why I've never gone to it. Right. Because you can Um, always salvage something, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We have lots of fail safe plans like that that we get to before that. So it's just it's Mm -hmm. far down the line. But. If if we have no tech, I still want to be able to perform. So I have I mean, just a number of things like that, or I, even just a deck of cards we have over there. Yeah, I think I think like for me, if I if worse comes to worse, and like you know whatever, I didn't bring my whole prop back of like envelopes or whatever. Usually, I can I'll notice that before the show, and I can easily recreate my act, right? Because my magic shop is mostly just a staples. Uh, so mm-hmm. I go and mm-hmm. you can just buy paper products and so forth. Uh, but I do have like things in the back of my mind I could perform like just that are, you know, you need nothing at all. That's the beauty sure. of being a mentalist is uh, mm-hmm. you can you just do some stuff with your mind and, uh, you know, put it together. Like even a piece that I have from my virtual show, I've thought about having as a backup for, you know, speakeasy if something goes wrong in the close up set, I can just jump into that and you don't need anything at all. You just have them find some objects and they switch them around and you know where everything is as a mentalist. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's good to go at any moment. Propless, as they say, this whole, uh, this whole idea of propless mentalism. That's like such a craze with certain circles is like, yeah, some of that stuff is great, but I like stuff that, you know, hits all the time. <laughs> some of that stuff right. does not hit all the time. So, right, right. Uh, yeah. You want it to hit. Um, Jeff McBride has a good tip. He he puts his like emergency show kit in an eyeglasses case. That's how small it is. Mm. But he probably can do, and I'm guesstimating here. I don't know. He probably could do 45, 50 minutes out of the eyeglasses case if I had to guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, it's true. Yeah. Um, Using the case itself, I'm sure at some point too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. I actually, uh, I believe, I believe he's uh, coming in this week to the show. Oh. And has a master class going on, and I'm going to go speak to them this weekend, which is going to be fun. Oh, you're going to speak to the master class, and the class is coming to your show as well? I believe so, yeah. There you go. They'll talk about a friendly audience in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, no, it should be it should be a lot of fun. I've done it once before. Um, anyone listening to this, Jeff McBride has a magic and mystery school where you can learn uh, the secrets of the dark, dark arts. Well, it's not really dark arts, dark but you know arts. what I mean. The mystery um, arts. <laughs> and I went to the, the master class when I was 12 years old. I've saved up from 
all my uh, local shows I was doing and got out to Vegas and went to the three-day class, which normally they don't even have, you know, it's it's not for children, but they did allow me in graciously, which was great. And um, it was actually, it's a pretty life-changing experience, frankly, and, and particularly full circle now for me to kind of go and, and speak to the class and answer questions and all of that is, um, it's it's really cool. I don't know, the, the, this Magic has brought um, so much joy. I, uh, it, I I love it. So this is this yeah. is cool. I'm and I'm gonna be excited to have him back at the show. He hasn't been since it's been revamped. So well, tell him I say hi. I, I have also done mystery school. Mm-hmm. I did a week long in college when I was working on a specific act. Back once in- you got to the real world, you figured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, my senior year, this is a little known fact uh, that I was working on a certain piece just for back when I was a music student, music major, and I worked on a, a piece that combined both from my elective. Do I know this trick, this, this routine, recital. I should say? No, it was a whole show. Oh, it was a whole show that It was a whole it. recital that included okay. magic in it, and there's no videotape of it anywhere, so don't even ask. <laughs> All right. Maybe it could end up in the video vault. Nope, no, no, no. There's not, it doesn't exist. Mm, there's... <laughs> I, I, does it really not exist, or is that a lie? I'm pretty sure it does not exist anymore. I think the one copy of anymore. The DVD Wait is, a minute. <laughs> I think the one copy of the DVD is gone. And, it, um, uh, I, there's just about. It's as likely that we'll see that footage. It's just as likely that you'll see my Dolly Parton audition footage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In the video vault. <laughs> Well, we're having a, a a short week this week. We're getting together a day uh, mm-hmm. earlier than normal, so uh, it may be a shorter episode because I want to do some trivia and riddles. Yeah. Well, uh, before we get to that, I, I wanted to pick your brain on one thing, Matt. Uh, on the on the road, uh, there's a couple corporate gigs I've had to do, and I don't want to. You know, you dress up all nice for corporate gigs. I wear a full three piece suit. Uh, gotta look sharp. But I don't like driving, especially long distances. Sometimes it's like four, five, six hours or something like that. So I'm not going to drive in my suit. Uh, but I but I also don't want to show up at the gig not in my suit. So that means at some point on the road, I got to stop and change. And have you ever had to do this? Or what's your strategy for it? Or is like there a good place to change? Sometimes I just find a random bathroom in a restaurant or something and just walk in with my clothes and change. Sometimes you got to stop at a gas station and use, the, use those gross bathrooms uh, i know uh in you know, andy nyman's book he actually has a segment of like how to change in a bathroom stall without like letting your suit hit the ground <laughs> you know oh, like, that's funny <laughs> those are like the real minutiae that people don't think about so i don't know if you've had to do that or what your strategy is or advice on changing on the road um well i could tell you i definitely agree with not driving in the suit yeah um Beyond that, I'm sure I've done things like this many times, um, and I don't recall what the solutions were because it's it's not a huge deal to me to like have to mm-hmm. get dressed in an unorthodox location, whether it be like a car or yeah, a yeah. parking lot behind a door or like some sort <laughs> of rest stop or whatever. It wouldn't really be like a memorable thing mm-hmm. for me because I've probably done things like that on many occasions, but um, I would probably just change at the venue. I would just show up. Yeah, and then change at the venue. Now, what is why? Why are we not doing that? I've done. I know that. you said you don't want to show up like not in 
as performer Eric Diddleman, maybe that's the reason. But no, I've done that before. Like if I get there early enough, but sometimes you get there and they're like programming a whole day of events or whatever, and like the audience is kind of already seeing you. So I don't want to like show up not in performance. Yeah, attire, this is not a you know. this is not a situation where you're gonna hop in the green room and change. Right. Words. Yeah. Exactly. Like I did a corporate event and like you know we just used like some open room that wasn't part and connected and that was fine and that acted like a green room but like sometimes you don't have that privilege if there's no other place to change and then yeah like, i don't know the gig i don't know the situation but um yeah I'd say the ideal scenario is yeah. to change on site um i think that's like totally normal and acceptable um but yeah if you can't i would say like fast food restaurant <laughs> restroom yeah, yeah like exactly. a lot of times they do have like individual yeah yeah like like restrooms that you might be able to pop in. Yeah. Yeah. Or hotel. um, That's always a good tip. Bathroom. Especially in New York, you can always just pop into the hotel lobby. Uh, But to change or I mean, (laughs) just uh, anytime you want to like, you know, sit or grab a drink at a bar. Okay. To clarify, (laughs) this is not a recommendation to get naked in a hotel lobby. (laughs) No, but All right. well, it's also trickier in New York now because some of the bathrooms like required codes and stuff, and you got to prove like you're a guest staying. Oh, in New York specifically, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is this gig in New York? No, no, no. no it's this, five, six hours, four or five yeah, hours yeah. away. So that no. was that was yeah. This was a couple of weeks ago, and I was just trying to figure out like and like getting there early and just being like, oh well, the events kind of kicked off, and like people are using the one bathroom as like uh, you know the guests are doing cocktail hour and so forth. It's like you don't want to change. Uh, yeah. uh, listen, you definitely <laughs> don't want to change in the bathroom that the audience is using prior to the show. Agreed. Yeah, that's yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. was the conundrum. That was that's where we figured out like there was another room that was separate and no one was going into and that was can the you solution. Uh, maybe like wear the pants and do a shirt change that's another option yeah yeah do that or even like have the shirt on and just jacket off and the thing but i don't know i don't know it's just one of those things that it's one of those road warrior things people don't think about right and mm-hmm, i just want to be mm-hmm. like hey you know we all have to deal with this sometimes you just pull over the road in a quiet empty street and just hope for the best <laughs> and, uh, right yeah, yeah so sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do and figure it out but uh yeah i think there is a difference of arriving at the gig in full garb uh especially if to making first impressions if you know you're gonna be greeting people right away and you know the oh for sure off so that's why i try to do it before i get there but again if i get there early enough and the event hasn't started and i'm just meeting with the booker or whatever then yeah i'm comfortable doing it before uh like just at the venue as well right right but sometimes yeah. i mean you i have... used to worry about those things and like yeah and i just now i just yeah, no, in that situation, I would, though. I yeah. would if you know that, like, there might not literally be a place to change. Yeah, yeah, I would be. But, I mean, set that up ahead of time. I know, and we do have it in my writer and everything like that. But but is this a people, unique circumstance? Some people just can't. You know, some people don't have that. Or sometimes you're driving much further than you expected. Well, put it this way. At least you're aware yeah. now that, that uh, you know, that you won't potentially be able to change there otherwise you'd have a situation right wait a minute can't you uh oh you're not staying over anywhere no this was gonna be just that that was the other thing is normally i can have a hotel and that's not a problem mm-hmm. <laughs> but this yeah is just, right i was gonna say swing by the hotel change there roll up to the venue yeah that's usually what happens but sometimes mm-hmm. this you know in in certain cases i'll drive to a gig do the gig oh yeah in back. and out yeah why so. not 
I mean, I've done that in cases where I have the hotel and I still like, yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> get out of here. Don't need you know? it. So. <laughs> anyway, wanted to just throw that out there for those people who are on the road and, uh, you know, just know that it's okay to figure out whatever solution that works. Yes. What have we learned today? Weird <laughs> energies, weird energies at certain audiences. We're doing a recap mid-episode. <laughs> yeah, before the trivia. Okay, fair. And um, how to get dressed in a gas station bathroom. Yeah. And if they do have a code, I have a hack for that too. Oh, let's hear the hack. You go say, hey, can I get a key to the or a code to the bathroom to the person working there? And they give it to you. <laughs> That's, I wouldn't call that a hack. That's well, I mean, you made it sound code. like it was impossible to get in there. It's actually better if they have the code because now you have the place to yourself. It's like you have a little party in there. <laughs> a party? There's Why you not? With, here's you with a toilet again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good title. <laughs> let's do the uh, let's do the questions. Let's jump into diddle me this. Diddle me this. Diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt Riddles? All right. So this is uh, one you might need to write down. Um, for for it's it's better if you see it first and then um, kind of uh, and there's a lot of numbers here so this is why I want you to jot it down so if so you're we driving, apologize to anyone driving yeah if you're driving uh, you either pull over and jot it down or just listen I think please still- do not write it down while driving <laughs> yeah uh, and do uh, not get naked in a hotel lobby <laughs> that's another thing we learned today see that didn't even make that's the recap good. that's how action packed this has been uh, all right so. On the first line, I want you how to write... How much... How many lines? Because I have a small piece of paper one, and a two, Sharpie. One, two, three, so. four, six lines. All right. Uh, all right. How long are the lines? Uh, the, you'll see. You'll see. Just, right. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to prepare here. All right. <laughs> on the first line, write the number one. Okay. Then underneath that... Oh, no. Nope. Wait. That's not going to work. This is a Sharpie that I have removed the ink from. <laughs> <laughs> for magical purposes or just... Yes. A, okay, great. Yes. Uh, not just for a hobby. <laughs> All right, so uh, on the first line, write the number one. Done. Underneath it, write a one and a one. Okay, do you have to line that up a certain way? Are they no. all left aligned? No. Well, could should they be, or is it, it like a pyramid? It doesn't matter. It could be a pyramid or left aligned, whatever you want. Okay. Then underneath that, put a two and then a one. Then underneath that, one, two, one, one. I did that. Okay, underneath this, this is line uh, five. One, 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 two, two, one. Okay, this is uh, a riddle? Yeah, and then the last line is um, three, one, two, two, one, one. Okay. And the riddle is, what is the next line? So I'm going to repeat this one more time as you look at this, Matt, uh, for our listeners who who, uh, don't want to rewind. So (laughs) it's a one followed by a one and a one followed by uh, when I say followed by, I mean underneath. So it's one at the top. Then underneath that is one, one. Then underneath that is two, one. Then underneath that is one, two, one, one. Then underneath that is one, 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 two, two, one. Underneath that is three one two two one one. I just wish you would tell me if what you were looking at was left aligned or not. I mean, I 
On mine, it's left aligned, but it doesn't matter. It could be a pyramid. No, but it's still in. helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I just typed it into uh, to a Word document, so everything You typed it in? What, you made this up? No. Then why did you type it? <laughs> I mean, I just... Because once you know the answer, you can just come up with it. Oh, uh, so you very, this is like yeah. a little variation that you made up. Not necessarily. No, 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 no. You didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. I found. So then, this. why'd you say once you know you can come up with it? Because you could just—it's off the top of my head. I was typing it down as an old riddle I knew. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the riddle. Just look at the numbers, Matt, and see if you can figure out the line that follows the three one two two one one line. Um. The answer is I cannot. Yeah, it looks like there's no pattern, right? Um. This is one of my favorite, and maybe it helps visually looking at it, too. But actually, I think it's – I might have even tipped it away at, at being an audio podcast. Um, okay. What are your got thoughts? It. You got think it. you got it? No. <laughs> I thought I did. What was your thought process? That might help some of our listeners. Well, I thought, you know, one adds up to one, line two adds up to two, line three adds up to three, but then it went off the rails after that. I'll give you a hint. You don't need math. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No math. <laughs> yeah. Um, doesn't look like there's any pattern to me. Mm -hmm. One, one, two, one, one, two, one, one. I, mm -mm. no. Are you I'm, stumped? Oh, I'm very stumped, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you I think this. if I sat with it for a while, I might be able to get it, though. I'm going to give you yeah. that. This, I knew yeah. this was a tough one and why I mm. wanted to give it uh, to you, because it's been a while since uh, I completely stumped you on a riddle. Mm -hmm. So, um, Matt, how would you describe that first line to me? Just one. Yeah. How many ones? One one. Two cool. ones. And then I'm still don't I'm still not following. Cool. Here. So that first line you just called it one one. Mm-hmm. That looks like the second line a little bit, huh? Two how one. Would you how would you describe the second line? Two ones. Yeah. Look at that third line. That says two one. Okay. How would you describe the third line? Two one. How many twos are there? One two. And mm. how many ones? <laughs> One, two, one, one. Yeah, look, that that's what you just said. With I, the I, I get where this is going, and I still am having a hard time. So, so then it's... Each line describes the line above it. One, one. So... Two ones, yeah. So it's one, one. So it's one followed by one, one. And then the line underneath that is two ones. And then the line underneath that is... We got a one, one, one two, and one, one. Then the next line is one, 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 two, and two ones. Then underneath that, we got three ones, two twos, and one one. So the next, the answer is the, for the final, for those for you those listening along and following along, by the way, God bless. <laughs> but wait, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but what is the, the fifth the, line? So one, the, one, one, two, two, one? Why? Because it's one one, then one two, and then two ones. That's describing the line above. I, I think I wrote it down wrong. What is the fifth line? <laughs> One 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 two two one. That doesn't make sense. Why does that describe one two one one? Because you're looking at the one one of that fourth line. Mm -hmm. Then there's one two following it, and then there's two ones. So you're just doing it, reading it across. 
So the answer for the for uh, the one 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 <laughs> two yeah two, two one. This is a not okay. Yeah, I I remember I said I think I would have figured it out eventually. I don't think I would have figured no, it out. No, no, no. <laughs> so the answer. So the the last line I had you write down was three one two twos one one. So the answer for the riddle following that line would be one three one one two twos and then two ones. I'm ready for trivia now. <laughs> I don't think you like this, but I love this riddle. You can keep going. You can keep going. So uh, that that's a good uh, bar bet one, I think. If you put that down in front of someone and you wanna you wanna get a drink out of someone, I think yeah, they won't figure that one out. <laughs> All right, here's trivia. Matt picks up the question, then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready, time to use his wit. Pressure, 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 trivia, pressure, trivia. I'm ready. Where was the first example of paper money used? Um, first example of paper money. For some reason, I want to say China. That's just first thing that came to my mind. I hate you. Is that correct? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much in this moment. <laughs> Why? That's I've, just one of those facts that has stayed with me. Kind of after you just, after you just, you know demolished me with that trivia with that, <laughs> with that uh, riddle, riddle. <laughs> and i don't even give you the choices <laughs> on a question i would have never known the answer to is there more is that it you're um, so mad we might have to post the video because of how mad you are right now <laughs> grr I have more, but okay. it's not even, no matter what happens at this point, it's not going to be satisfying to me. So I'm just going to leave it there. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's all right. it. All right. I didn't even give our listeners time to think, but uh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> um, here's another topic I wanted to get into uh, today was uh, I was reading uh, a friend's post. He, uh, he did a, uh, a lecture for some, a magic site and he had a review that was not, too kind uh, because the reviewer did not he was basically thought the material was great everything like that but he didn't like my friend's character because and I I understand why the criticism of his character might there he's a little aggressive he's very New Jersey he's got a style about him it really works for him and he's a good friend and I love watching him perform but for some reason this reviewer could not separate the character from the material and therefore gave the lecture a bad review. Right. Mm -hmm. So when normally when, uh, you know, someone does a lecture or anything, it's all about the material, right? It doesn't matter how the character's performing. <laughs> and if it doesn't well, work for you as a character, then, uh, what, what I think most people would do and why the way I watch lectures and so forth is be like, all right, I'm going to take the principles or the techniques or the methods and I'm going to use that and apply them to my character and see how they fit. So I wouldn't give the whole thing a poor review because of just the, the character of the performer. Uh, I think, uh, I think it's, uh, I think that's a lesson that we should learn to, uh, pull the gems out from whatever's there and then value it based off of that rather than the whole thing. What are your thoughts? Well, well, <laughs> you seem to be agreeing with this reviewer. <laughs> well, 
I don't disagree with the reviewer's stance per se because I don't know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the lecture. I, I can, I what I support their right to not who have have enjoyed the material for whatever reason, whether it was based on the character, or whatever. I disagree with the need to feel like they had to write a review. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have every right to be like, you know what? It's hard for me to get into this. I'm just, like, not digging the character. I can't really separate it from the material. I'm turned off. Like, you being turned off by the EDC thing. Yeah, we weren't going to bring it up again, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've seen shows that were, like, not for me. Um, but I still like if I had to review it, I'd like probably be like, okay, for what it's trying to be, it's five stars out of five. But like, it's still not for me. Yeah. In which no, case, I, I choose to not write the review, right? I think that's a good way to look at it. It's like five stars out of five. The thing about this was it started out with saying, I'm I'm not saying this is a bad lecture. <laughs> like they're saying it's a good lecture and there's a lot of stuff to learn from it and pull out of it. It's just the style turned them off and then they gave the review a bad, you know, a bad review in terms of stars because of the the persona rather than the material itself. But like that's why you go to a lecture is to learn about the material. Not Ideally, we shouldn't be, you know, going to watch a lecture to w- see someone else's character to take that character because you should be developing your own. Right, unless it's, yeah, uh, right. Uh, I mean, but lectures are infotainment, right? They're generally somewhat mm-hmm. entertaining uh, in addition to being educational. But yeah, if you're writing reviews, I mean, unless your review is helpful to other buyers, which in this case, it's really just an expression of your opinion that people aren't really asking for, right? Like when you go to the review of the lecture, you're not looking for that. You're looking for a little bit of insight on what you're going to get out of this thing if you buy it, but like not like just, I don't know. I, (sighs) yeah, it's just one of those things. (laughs) And, um, I mean, they, they talk about how, uh, they're cautioning people, be careful before you try this style of magic. And it's like style of magic. It's like, that's how that performer chooses to portray their magic. The slights, Mm. the methods, that's that could all be stripped away from the style. And my comment, because I was being a little snarky to be honest, but I was just like, really, a magician couldn't separate a mag- like a character from the material. <laughs> that never happens in this art form. What because, platform is this that you're leaving this comment on? Uh, on the friend's Facebook post. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I'm so cute. Oh, so the so your friend saw the review, shared it online because it was like oh, comical he, to them. Yeah, he doesn't care. He thinks it's a badge of honor. But <laughs> but I think right. um, I think it's kind of funny that it there is a tendency in you know magic where people see a magician perform and then they they can't separate the material from the performer and that's why we see a lot of people copying these same lines or uh, character or th- it's just an easy way out especially in the video format right when you're when everything's just there and you can see mm-hmm. it and uh th- and then that's why there's a lot of people taking similar ideas and not necessarily coming up uh with their own characters and that's why a lot of magic looks the same sometimes i think uh, the, yeah yeah learning magic from video sources in general can do that um i I, I pride myself on having awesome reviews uh, mm-hmm. here in Vegas. Now, having said that, 
even being one of the top rated shows here, yeah. we still have our share, fair share, just like Cirque du Soleil does, of people that it's not for them. And yeah. they choose to share that, right? I was actually thinking about like taking the worst ones because you get some really hateful ones that are just like, <laughs> like, what happened to this person prior to walking into the room? You know, <laughs> why so spiteful? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I uh, I was thinking about printing them out and using them as placemats when I have like laminating them and having them as placemats when people come over <laughs> just for at like your a, house? dinners and stuff. That's, I mean, it's funny. It's also very self deprecating, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is better than selfish. So, I, yeah, why I don't, not? I don't know if my ego could just handle that. I'll have placemats of my terrible reviews. Well, it's hilarious. What do you mean? You, like you said, your friend just did yeah. it on, uh, yeah, you know, put so, it on, on social media. I think it's really funny because some mm-hmm. of the, some of the things people say are really just like, what, what did this person even write the, review about the right show like what yeah, is yeah. this i mean that's one of the things i mean kimmel has that uh bit on his late night right. show where he has all the celebrities read bad tweets about them because mm-hmm. when when you put yourself out there in a public situation like doing a show or a lecture or whatever you know celebrity uh you're gonna have people that just don't connect and for some reason they get a lot of satisfaction of letting you know <laughs> by <laughs> well by that's writing the thing. these people- reviews yeah, people really like um I think get off on just like having a, a voice or influence on these things, which is why, you know, you see things on Twitter and uh social media, why that's a thing. But like um yeah, and sometimes I guess I guess the internet and YouTube comments and sometimes reviews are proof that um doing that makes the person feel better like because usually it's not to be helpful like i don't know that this review you're talking about was really trying to be helpful as much as they were trying to get attention like just wanting their own voice heard i don't know yeah and i think that's the case too i have a lot of friends who are youtubers that have been dealing with a lot of troll comments for a long time and sometimes they respond to like like are you okay? Like, are you all right with like right now? I'm more concerned based off of this comment uh, that you're just like venting. Like, do you feel better now for venting? <laughs> or like, right? Like, do you feel still feel this way? Like, sometimes they'll come back and be like, "No, I was just you know having a bad day and I just needed to vent somewhere, and now I don't really think those things." <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Right. Well, then there's other situations where it's like you know, you read a review of something and you can tell it just wasn't for them. Like the hotel they stayed at wasn't what they were looking for or the show they went to. Like, yeah, they probably should have gone to a concert if they wanted that experience. You know what I mean? Like, like, okay, you came, you tried. Right. Uh, Thanks for giving us a shot. It wasn't for you. But like, for me, if you're not really commenting on the quality and it's just your opinion that it wasn't for you, like I said, I I don't leave that review. Yeah. Like I, like I've been to shows, lots of them where it's like, I appreciate this I think it's exactly what it's trying to be. It's not for me, but that doesn't right. mean I'm going to go give it, you know, three stars. I, I, like if I had panic, to review yeah. it, if I was forced to, I would give it an honest review of what I think it was in terms of what it was going for. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's so. a good way to approach it. And how and how do you deal with? I mean, like you're saying, you get like a you know a handful every now and then of you know people expressing their poor reviews. Other than you know taking solace in the fact that you've got hundreds and hundreds of good reviews thousands <laughs> actually thousands. Thousands. yeah yeah, yeah. I don't, I, yeah. Y- you've been doing it for so long i don't know how often people <laughs> review. well no no that's true i mean you should looking yeah. at reviews is a good thing to do if you're like mm-hmm. 
going to a show or buying something and like but obviously we look at the body of reviews we're not just yeah. going to focus on you know one or two and i know that yeah yeah so that's how you that's how you deal with it you know that you know if something has a ton of reviews first of all like that, that that's a good sign okay lots of people have participated in this that's mm-hmm. the first one first thing to look at something has you know 2000 reviews versus 20 there's a difference there okay right right? yeah um and then the next thing is um you're judging based on a body of work and not Mm -hmm. just um one or two opinions but like if the overall rating is 4.8 yeah there's some ones in there right something brought it down (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) so yeah you're judging on the body of it so um you just have to trust that people are doing that if they're the type that you know want to shop via review yeah and then also, I've never seen you solicit reviews. I don't. Your show. But I know that's not always the case with some of the shows in Vegas that are telling people to review them all the time. And depending it's, on what ticket sites yeah. you go to, they, they get prompted to as well. So it's not just mm-hmm. the performer. But yeah, like, but there's nothing wrong with, you know, asking people to write reviews or any of that. Mm-hmm. It's not my style. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but uh, it's just yeah, not not my approach. But thanks for pointing out the fact that I don't. Thank you for appreciating yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you don't need to. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. we're not above asking you to rate this podcast five stars. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't feel as weird to do it when it's a small little project like this. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're still getting word of mouth out there. A so small but loving project. Yeah. We, uh, you know, we, we love having you here being part of this. So uh, thank you. But yeah, yeah, we appreciate those of you that are writing the reviews and are, are telling people um, about what we're doing here because we enjoy doing it. So um, we do Absolutely. have to do a couple of goals before we go. Goals and plugs, I think, are the only things we have left. Is that right? And, yeah, and producer shout outs and things. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do so, it. So um, in that order, I think. The goals, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't hit mine. It just feels like you're learning about the show right now, and you're like, I think we got. We've done 103 episodes, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're on the goals. So your goal last week was to watch the Colin Dark, ugh, Carlin Doc Part Two, and jam on Magic Eight. No, wait, that was from last time. I didn't switch it over. Here we go. You just were trying to watch the Carlin doc. You didn't do that. <laughs> no, like I said, I've got I've got family here still, so gotcha. Um, it's tough to you know I've I've got a I've got things to manage over here. Lots going on, so um, right. haven't gotten to it yet. But I will I will piggyback that on to for next week's episode. See if we can get to that. All right, I'll 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 add that. But I feel like that's just what like a couple hours. It is a two hour goal. So I'm gonna have you make another one. Can I push you to add another one? Okay, here's the thing. I <laughs> promised already, like 20 minutes ago, this was going to be a short episode. We have to actually live. We have no, to live we up didn't, to that. We didn't promise. We said maybe. Okay. Um. I need another one. <laughs> while well, you, you do yours first, yeah, I was gonna say while you think, uh, I'll do that. I did. Uh, my goal was to read some magic books. I nailed one in the short week. Uh, with a new principle, well, not a new principle, an old principle that I'm working on uh, with some new stuff that's uh, kind of in the propless realm. So um, just uh, it's one of those things that I just got to practice on whoever I see and see if I can get somewhere with it. Uh, I don't know if it'll eventually end up in the show, but it's fun to, 
you know, kind of just jam on and work on. Nice. Uh, and then I, uh, the other goal was to exercise, and uh, I will tell you, I exercised exactly one time. <laughs> oh, that's the, better than zero. I know, I know. So I'm gonna try and keep that going. Uh, that's so my goals are carrying over because they're both uh, ongoing. So to read more magic books and to exercise more. <laughs> So he allowed himself to just carry over the exact goals from last week, but not me. Because I have two. Oh, <laughs> I have two boy. goals. Oh, boy. All right. Um, no, I, I, I'm i on day 75 right now in a row of the mm. uh, the meditations, and it's not a big deal to miss a day or two, although I haven't in the past mm-hmm. 75 days. So for me, I just want to keep that going because it does get harder and harder as things are busy, and it's like sometimes I squeeze it in towards the end of the day. I prefer to do it in the morning, so I just want to keep that going. All right, perfect. And your plugs, Matt? Um, what are you plugging? I'm plugging ericdittleman.com. Always plugging that. That's where you can book me for private shows or corporate events or colleges. Just hit me up. You can see my demo reel, uh, which is fun because you can see the little snippets I pulled from some of these videos we're putting into the video vault. Uh, mm-hmm. That we're still, I'm still working on. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna oh, add yeah. that to my. Goal I'm like, yeah, I'm, I still have lots of vault. things to send in for that. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's going to be like something, I don't think it's going to be like released all at once. I think it's going to be like a gradual process where things are constantly being added to it. If I had to guess. Exactly. Right. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. So we're going on sale by the time you hear this, we'll be on sale for the rest of 2022. So not just the summer, not just the fall, but all through the holidays and the new year, uh, those dates will be on sale in Las Vegas very, very soon. And I do recommend seeing the show. Um, if you've seen, um, the first iteration. This is sort of another iteration, and I do have big plans for 2023 um, for another another revamp. Oh, I didn't know about this. this is the first yeah, time so that this. was always the plan. It wasn't like, oh, it's uh, it's not working. I need to revamp yeah. again. It's not like that. Um, I just to get things back up and running. That was like phase one after the pandemic and everything. Um, right. So I've always had phase two sort of. Um, lined up and being worked on and uh i i do kind of anticipate that happening in the uh spring of 2023 so see this iteration while you can dude you're like uh like the marvel mcu the marvel cinematic universe you got your different phases you're implementing (laughs) is that a compliment or no because i don't know what the marvel thing is I mean, we're in phase four of Marvel movies now, so okay. you're like in, going into, you had phase one of the revamp, and now you're mm-hmm. in phase two of the Matt mm-hmm. show. And then when you see Matt show, he's not going to ask you, but you can put a review in <laughs> <laughs> as well. Uh, you can hit us up on our website, mindovermagicpodcast.com. If you want to write us to our mailbag and have your email read on air, you can re- write us at uh, mindovermagicpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on the socials at mindmagicpod. And if you are enjoying us and you keep hearing about this video vault, uh, that's one of the perks of our Patreon. So go to patreon.com. That's P A T R eon.com slash mind over magic podcast and uh you can sign up for different tiers to help support the show uh including getting a um autograph postcard which will be coming out to you soon those of you who um are at that tier and uh getting shout outs as uh, as producers of our show uh which we will do right now and so we want to thank our producers uh dr bob baker james dawson and jesse miller thank you so much for supporting the show Thanks, everybody. See you next time. That'll do it. It is now over. 
over. <laughs>